startuprad.io, your podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Hello and welcome everybody. This is Joe from startuprad.io. As you can see, I'm in the office of a startup here in lovely Wiesbaden. Wiesbaden, by the way, is the capital of the state of Hessian, where Frankfurt is the biggest city. So I've been traveling just a little bit and I'm here to visit a startup and interview a founder. Hi, what's your name? Hi, I'm Dominic. Um, yeah, as you said, we are located in Wiesbaden, close to Frankfurt, and we are running actually a shoe business since 130 years, which is a pretty long time. So we are not directly a startup, but during the last five years, we started uh, a complete new business area. That means we started uh, a very special kind of online business, and this is called Shoe 24. Meaning for, for the non-native speakers, yeah. Shoe 24? Shoe 24, okay, exactly. And, and what do you do there? Like it's, I would say it's, you could describe it like a corporate startup inside the old business you founded a startup. Well, we made it completely different because that was one of the very important things which we've learned, a clear lesson learned, um, that we, when you want to make a startup very professional and successful, you have to make it completely separately because otherwise all your resources and all your thinking is not clearly different to your old business. And that's why we said we make it completely different, completely separately, and that was a very good idea actually. Um, that is actually a very interesting topic to touch later, but can you first tell us what Shoe24, the startup part of the company actually does? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the basic idea was very simple. Um, we have around 10,000 um, shoe stores here in Germany, as in many other European countries, and um, they all have the same problem more or less. They all have the same problem that the revenues are not rising, they are stable or they are declining already. And they are looking for some ways to easily expand their revenues, let them grow and don't invest money because they don't have so much money anymore. And that was our thinking, how we can help these 10,000 stores in Germany to raise their revenues through online business. Because when you start your online business, you perhaps buy an online shop or you build an online shop if you're an expert, but you have to spend a lot of money um, for all your new customers because you have to buy them from Google, from Amazon, wherever. And our thinking was, hey, we make a collective thing. Yeah, We want to help shoe sellers all over Europe um, to be part of us, to be part of Shoes24. And uh, through this, we have a very integrated network through different interfaces. And that allows us that we have access to all these stores in Germany. And um, we have all their stock information, all the pictures of shoes and so on. And we are fully integrated to these shoe stores. And that's the reason why we are actually very big and we have a huge impact on this market now and can sell shoes everywhere and have a, a very, very big stock of shoes. Okay, that means so basically you are not like a seller yourself, but rather 
you help the brick and mortar little shops and little neighborhoods to sell their the shoes they have present there online well uh the shoe sellers in 90 of the shoe sellers in germany they don't have an online shop and they are not on amazon they are not on ebay so 90 were and are completely offline and that was a point where we said okay we can make a solution uh, Uh, which costs absolutely nothing for the shoe sellers. So no investment, no monthly fees, nothing at all. Only some provision if we sell shoes for them. And that's the way how we started this platform, Shoes24, um, five years ago. And um, yeah, through this time, it was a huge success story. And now we already have some hundreds of, sh of stores all over Germany. And yeah, I think... This year, we will also expand to other European countries. That is pretty exciting. So tell me, um, how do you actually sell the shoes? And how do you approach your clients, meaning the small brick and mortar shoe retailers in the little, with little stores? Yeah. So what we focus on uh, are different kind of shoe stores and shoe sellers. Uh, in general, uh, On our average, a shoe seller has between two and 30 stores by his own company. And we integrate all of these stores to our system. And it's a little bit different because, you know, sometimes the people know this local fox or something where um, the stores just upload their stock and that's it. But we are much more integrated into the value chain of a shoe seller. That means... We also, of course, get the stock information, but every sale, every return um, is also uh, rooted back into the, with a specific interface into the RP system of the shoe seller. And that is very unique. We don't know anybody who does it. And uh, additionally, we also provide a huge range of service um, that these, kind, uh, these shoe sellers have good data have good picture information and also have the EIN code, yeah, which allows them to upload all the stock information to us. So uh, we really support them. Meaning EIN code is something mm -hmm. like where you can individually identify a product yeah. online, Absolutely. for example, like those mm -hmm. shoes, this color, this and that, yeah. this size. Yeah. And it's unique for this shoe brand, this model, this size. And a different code would be something different, like a different color or something. Absolutely. Uh, uh, every yeah. product in the world has its own EIN code. What does EIN mean? Oh, <laughs> actually, I don't know it. <laughs> But anyway, um, so everything you have, it's a, if you're kind of a pullover or your trousers or your shoes or your gloves and so on, every product has or every item has its own EIN code. And through this, we clearly identify um, the product by every shoe seller which participate in our system. And yeah, that makes us uh, very easy for us to, to work with them. And I think our, our rate of failure is pretty low because of this clear identified product. I see. And how do you approach the, the retailers? You mean it's not like the little uh, store around the corner, but rather 20 to 30 stores, as you told us? No, no, no? both, both. both? Uh, okay. uh, we, we offer our service uh, for all kinds of shoe sellers yeah, and also for 
uh, leatherware sellers and also for um, textile and, and fashion sellers. That means basically you can buy everything from shoes to belts. Yeah, to yeah, gloves absolutely. To, yeah, yeah, okay. And the very interesting thing is um, our model is very unique. Nobody else does it offer uh, here in Germany with this highly integrated interface to the ERP system of the shoe seller. That means uh, we have no uh, sales force or something. Uh, it's the other way. The shoe stores come to us and apply to be a member of our network. And we have a huge list uh, of stores who would like to be a part of us. And we have to integrate them step by step. And that takes some time. Yeah. And basically at the heart of your success, there's a software, right? Yeah, absolutely. Software and interfaces. Yeah. Okay, and you coded it by yourself? Both. We have some uh, people here which are very focused on, on coding, uh, but we also work with some external companies who are focused on coding for this specific industry software. Because every industry has its own ERP systems, and when you want to have any success in an in a industry, like fashion or like shoes or like... Uh, like uh, furniture, uh, you have to realize what are the most four or five relevant ERP systems and how you can interact with them, how you need uh, these interfaces with these like software. Like an API. Yes, like an API. Yeah, it's a little bit different to an usual API as you know it, but in general you can say interface like an API, yeah. Mm -hmm. For the non-coding guys, some type of connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some kind of connection because uh, the, the problem is uh, when you only get the stock information, yeah, it is not useful at all. Because when you make some sales for them, uh, the stock is not correct when you don't uh, bring it back to the system. Regular updating. Yeah, regular they, updating. They give you the the information, how many, how much stock yeah. they have. And, and you give back, okay, you sold We give this, back every minute, every hour all the information back to the system that the system is always on up to date and that's the most important thing and now to the part where do you actually sell those shoes for your clients well that's also a little bit unique um, because we have our own online shops like shoes 24 or shoe 24 in germany and some brand shops we also well, in germany have. it would be shoe 24 right? shoe <laughs> absolutely yeah and um, we also sell on specific platforms like auto or klingel or even amazon we sell i think we are a pretty big seller on amazon and um, yeah i think that's a big part of our success that we offer a very broad range on selling channels for our uh, participating stores and that allows us that we can make good revenues for them and they will never have the possibility to get all these kind of channels by themselves it's impossible for them yeah and so we have a good advantage um, compared if they go online by themselves i see and um now getting a little bit to the history of mm -hmm. the whole company where does the company originate and how did it survive like 125 years without you? Yeah. Um, well, actually, it was a very small store, also uh, close to Frankfurt. And um, 
it was a, a colonial waren and shoe selling store that colonial sales meaning yeah uh, in the very past germany also used to have colonies in africa <laughs> and you, you uh, i don't know what you actually sold there like bananas like sugar like yeah more like kind this? of exotic things yeah uh -huh. but uh, in our shop it was more textile fashion and shoes yeah with some exotic touch but that was in the in the 18th 19th century um, but throughout the last 100 years uh, i think it was not easy to run a business in germany because as you know we had world war one world war two not only that you had the worst inflation almost <laughs> absolutely on history absolutely and actually not too far away from here in germany there was the Danat, the darmstädter nationalbank yeah. Yeah. and it was one of the biggest banking absolutely. breakdowns which led to the banking crisis so i i really do believe it wasn't easy i see you got your history lesson <laughs> <laughs> um yeah in general it was a big impact uh, especially the hyperinflation uh, where the people had billions of of mark of of uh, money and it was nothing worth yeah it it was reichsmark and yeah. at one point the inflation was so bad you just added zeros and the money was only printed on one side absolutely i, st I still have some notes from this time well you know the problem when you have this kind of hyperinflation is that uh, people stop um purchasing by by money they start purchasing by goods like I buy a shoe from you and you get some meat or you get some uh, potatoes or something cigarettes. or pullover, cigarettes, whatever, yeah, uh, like after the Second World War. Um, so that was a little bit difficult for, for business here in Germany, especially for our business. And yeah, I was very proud that all my grandfathers and grandmothers uh, did a good job over this time. And to be honest, my plan was never to step in into this company. <laughs> because I was a manager in an energy company, uh, I was pretty happy with that. And um, but uh, five years ago, my father died suddenly mm -hmm. by a heart attack, and uh, I had to decide within only one night if I continue this family business or not. And it was not easy for me, okay, because this this kind of industry is very tough. The margins are not very high. And so you have to think if it's a good idea or not. Yeah. And I would assume the industry in total is not is not horribly growing. It's rather stagnating or, or declining, right? Absolutely. And uh, to be honest, I always preferred industries which are not sexy at all. Uh, so for me, uh, like construction, I was always fascinated by construction and and also for renewable energies 10 years ago i was fascinated where everybody said oh no what is this it's ugly it's not good and something like this so for me it was very easy to say okay if this is a industry which is not sexy at all has no growth rates how can you manage and bring something new up yeah. and that was a point where i said okay let's make some online business which was not new at all uh, it was it was common Zalando already started at this time but uh, we said we make it completely different. We want to make something collective with other shoe sellers mm -hmm. in a much different way. And that was the result how we run Shoe24. That, that's a pretty interesting story. And you guys are basically uh, bootstraps. You're financed from the cash flow of your business or do you have external investors? Currently, we have no external investors. Uh, it's bootstrapped by my own money. Um, but 
it's, I think our business model is in, in this way very interesting because we have no stock risk. Uh, we have no stock by our own company and that means that we have no risk at the end of the season, we always think in seasons, uh, that at the end of the season we say, oh no, only 50% is sold and we got a lot of trouble now. We don't have this problem at all, so it's it's more or less easy for us yeah, to run this business, to earn money with it. And yeah, so 100% is own equity right now. Are you currently looking for new investors, like for your international expansion? You told me at the beginning you you start to expand in different markets. Well, uh, for international expansion, we are not looking for investors. The only thing where I think about uh, getting an investor is um, we have some, perhaps two or three M&A targets in our area here. Smaller competitors in a different way, in a different industry. And I think it would be a great opportunity to buy one or two of these competitors and to, to get it done and to, to raise this kind of deal. Yeah, I think that is a possibility to have a minority investor with a small part in our company. Yeah, mm -hmm. I see. Um, well, if somebody watches this, just reach out to us. We'll also have your most likely your LinkedIn profile and stuff like this um, on our show notes down here. And um, is there anything important we may have forgotten? Well, I think uh, you had a good background of our company, so you asked exactly the right questions. Um, in general, I think the, the main um, USP, uh, if you can say this, the main USP is not we are selling shoes because you find 1,000 other shoe stores online in Europe. The main USP is that we have a very deep and strong understanding how a retail company works on. And that is completely different to, to an Amazon or Zalando or something or Asus. Yeah. Um, we really understand every fucking detail of the retailers, their problems. We live with them, we work with them. We, we are in touch with every retailer every day with all their stock information and, and we call each other every day. And that is a very, very deep impact for us. That means we are a clear retailer and we developed into a clear onliner, but with only retail background. So this has some advantages and some disadvantages, but the main advantage is clearly that we know how, how to run it and we know exactly how we can make a big scalable business yeah, together with them. Good. <laughs> Thank you very much for the interview. It was my pleasure. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's all, folks. Find more news, streams, events, and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring.